Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles, Berlin. Happy hump day. Hmm. Dave, how you doing it, on the Sunday? Dude, I'm get I'm doing pretty good, man. That's getting to be my new thing. Word. I really I like, like it. Feel it. Do it. Feel it. it. Feel it. Feel it. Let it become you, Dave. Let it become you. Yeah. I feel like it helps me get up to your level of enthusiasm and, and yeah. liveliness. Yeah. That's right. We're getting there. We're getting to the level of enthusiasm for the show. I um how do you, how how am I doing? You ask. What? Well, I'll tell you, Dave. Yeah. I'm, how are you doing? I'm a I'm a little sore. Word. A little sore. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Your New Year's resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Hard workout of sorts. Hard workout mm-hmm. of sorts. You could say that. I've uh I've been doing some pretty pretty heavy teeth training. Hmm. Yeah. Teeth training. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty high level of dental strength and conditioning, Dave. That's right. Dental strength and conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. It's a thing that crazy people like myself do. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Because you care about the strength of your entire body, including your enamel. And my, yes. Yes, Dave. I have added some new tools to my exercise kit. Let me tell you what I'm working with here, Dave. Mm. I've got a Sonicare water pick slash pulse brush. Yeah. Ooh. I've got the standard Oral-B Pro 6000. That's standard, Dave. Something everybody Goodness. should look for. Yeah. Gracious. Yeah. None of that quip shit. That's for rookies, all right? Yes. No way. I've got a dual-action tongue scraper, Dave. Dual-action tongue scraper. That's a fact. Oh, got my God. Three variations of floss. I've got a six-in-one total Listerine. Sweet. I'm working a three-rotation toothpaste going. We've got an enamel-building toothpaste. We've got a charcoal-based whitening toothpaste. And we've got a gum-detoxifying toothpaste, Dave. Gingivitis sucks. It's not Dude, happening, you've Dave. Blown my, your morning routine must have just tripled in length. So yeah. true. Yeah, well, don't you worry, Dave. It's worth it. I am creating the Rolls-Royce of chompers. That is what is happening, Dave. Let me, uh, uh, let me break it down for the listeners here. Uh, I'm setting up a training program based off of my trip to the dentist. Annual plan Uh-oh. around the trip to the dentist. My trip to the dentist is usually around the end of sep- uh, December. So it's really like an annual plan, right? Um, after the dentist, that segues into the general prep period, Dave. Lots of brushing, lots of flossing, laying the groundwork. Nothing fancy. Just a lot of high-volume, low-intensity stuff. So true. Rem- remember, Dave. Low-volume, high-intensity. Yeah, yeah. But but remember, Dave, if you want that impenetrable, glossy enamel, you got to put the work mm, in. That's a fact. Got to spend some time Definitely. at the sink, Dave. Yes. Got to spend some time at the sink. Yes. So after general prep, we go into specific prep. This is where you, this is where you have to turn your weaknesses into strengths, Dave. You, I, I know what you're saying. What are your dental deficiencies, Ben? Well, let me tell you. Right now, I'm really working on the plaque buildup on the backside of the incisors. Yeah. Predominantly the, the lower. Oh, yeah, lower chewers. incisors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I've uh, I've also got a mesocycle of gum health that I'm going to work in. Yeah. I want my gums tougher than steel. That's a fact. I want to be able to floss with titanium cable <laughs> and be fine. That's what I want to be able to do with my gums, Dave. Then we, then we get into pre-comp phase, Dave. We take up the frequency of brushes, take up the frequency of rinses, but we decrease overall volume. Take it down a notch. Higher intensity, lower volume. This is where we hope our hard work paid off, Dave. That's right. This is where we hope our hard work paid off. Dave, you got to ask yourself, why is Ben doing this? Hmm. The answer is to have Hall of Fame teeth, Dave. Hall of Fame teeth. See, I thought you had a bad review at the dentist because basically everything you said is when I do my like month, my yearly checkup at the dentist, they say, you're not flossing. You don't brush your teeth enough. No, and no, Dave. Here's what you're happened. Getting gingivitis. Here's what happened, Dave. I was doing that, and then one year I started doing a little work, putting a little groundwork in, you know. And the next mm-hmm. year that I went, the dental hygienist was like, "My God, you have pretty Say teeth. What? You have some of the best <laughs> teeth I've seen all year." And I was like, "What? I am striving to have the greatest teeth. Let's do this!" And it has sparked a fire inside me dave to have great teeth great teeth it's one of my one of my pure driven passions in this world Word. dave i want parents to tell their sons and daughters guys you better brush your teeth we want your teeth to be as good as ben gordon's one day that's what i wanted mm. to say i want to be in history books exactly i want teeth so strong that scientists suggest my teeth as a way to cut diamonds and i don't know if anything can cut it Maybe Ben's teeth. Mm. Maybe that would do it. I don't know. That's what I want, Dave. That's what I want. Would I be doing this if I was a shark? No, because I wouldn't be able to reach my mouth with my brushing fan, and my teeth would grow back. But as a human, I need it, Dave. I need it. In the meantime, between training sessions, are you ready to fire up this show? Let's fire it up, man. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Woo! Gosh, I'm I'm feeling so clean. You don't even know, Dave. Nope. So clean up here. So fresh and so clean. Yes, yes, it is invigorating. You don't even know the 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 power of dental hygiene, Dave. When you have a good cleaning session in the morning, it sets you up for everything. That's a fact. You're confident. Oh yeah. You're talking to people. You're like, hey, you noticing my pearly whites? Mm. Yeah, you probably are. You noticing my fresh breath? Yeah. Probably want to take a party inside my mouth. I know. It's okay. Right? I understand. It's great, Dave. I'm so excited. And I'm also excited because we've got a fantastic show. We have a great Atlanta comedian, Mr. David Perdue. Very excited. Very excited about Dave. He's he's done some he's done some TV work. He's done some acting. He's got his own show. It's the 1 a.m. secret show in Atlanta. That's right. And yes, Dave, it's at 1 a.m. It's late Jeez. night. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Ooh. crazy. All kinds. He, he's going to talk about some of the famous folks that have came in, done some shows at that at that midnight or at that 1 a.m. show. Pretty impressive. Uh, we've also got music from the band The Tourist. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a fantastic show. I'm jazzed. I know you're jazz. You brought it up a notch. You know it, baby. You brought it up a notch. Well, starting off, we start where we start. Birthday suit. All right. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and tell you right up front, I don't know how to pronounce this place where 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 our said birthday suit wearer was born. Oh. Do not know. Okay. Uh, uh, Kashasko? Kashako? Kashako? Hmm. Anyways. Born on January 29th, 1954 in Kashasko, Mississippi. Nope. I, mm, I don't know. K-O-S-C-I-U-S-K-O. Jeez. What? Oh, I don't know. God. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Mississippi. It's in the center of the state. Um, our birthday suit wearer's grandmother taught her to read before the age of three, and she got the nickname The Preacher for her ability to memorize Bible verses and recite them at church at a young age. Mm. Her home life outside of her grandma wasn't great. And at the age of 13, she ran away from home. At 15, she went back to live with her biological father, who she didn't know so much uh, growing up. His name was Vernon in Tennessee. He made her education a priority for her and he forced her to study. She earned a scholarship to Tennessee State University and HBCU. After college in 1975, she took a job as the youngest anchor and first black female anchor at Nashville's WLAC-TV. So true. In 1986, she started a national daily talk show with her name. Around the same time, she played in the popular movie The Color Purple, she was the housewife Sophia in the movie. Her show has become one of the most popular talk shows of all time. Jeez. In 2008, she started her own network titled Own. She is worth roughly $3 billion. She is often viewed Jeez. as being one of the most influential women in America. Name that birthday suit wearer. Well, Girl, come on. I think it's Oprah. You think correct, sir. Oprah Let's is go. right. Yes. Let's go. Oprah. It's either her or Winfrey. Ellen, but Ellen's not African American, so. And yeah, she is definitely <laughs> not worth three billion dollars either. She I does didn't not think so. She does not have that kind of cash. Uh, not many people outside of Oprah have that much cash. Oh, no. Uh, Oprah is a boss. She is a boss, and she is turning she is. the big sixty-six. Wow. Oprah Dang, with the 66. You go, Oprah. Looking good for 66. Yes! Mad good. Yes! I'd like to go out with Oprah. Wait, what? Just saying. Oprah, you, you if you're available. You're just saying. Go you're on available. A date with Doc G. Fun fact, Dave. Our guest today, David Perdue, worked for Oprah. Yeah. Oh. He, he was on a show. A fun fact. He was on a show on the own network. Love is. That's right. So technically, he worked for Oprah. Yeah. And he met Oprah. He met Oprah. That's right. Really? He, yeah, be amazed. Be amazed. I yeah. am amazed. I'm jealous. But before we talked to David Perdue first, happy birthday to Oprah. 66. Congratulations, happy Oprah. Birthday. Many more. Many more. Um, before we talk to David Perdue, we have some headlines to rip, Dave. Are you ready? Let's rip it. Okay. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Dave, we've had uh, many discussions on this show about generations. So true. Mm -hmm. The back and forth between generations and, of course, the nonstop hating of millennials. Well, this next story from Vox is showing apparently a thing that they present as positive with millennials. Hmm. 
apparently, they say millennials are a death positive generation. Word. A what positive? Death. As in dying. Death positive. Yeah. They're positive on dying. Yeah. Or so they're positively going to die. Well, th- that's a pretty surefire thing. But uh, this article goes throughout several examples of millennials and how they are embracing their plans for death. What to do, you know, with the body, funeral arrangements. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, at one point... more proactive. Yes, and at one point they talk to a lady that says, we know that not talking about death can lead to a less self-aware life. Hmm. Um, Dave, call me crazy, but I'm pretty sure the percentage of folks that know they're going to die at some point is pretty high. So true. I think most people yeah, know that. I'll, I'll agree think, with you. I think they're pretty familiar. Second, I gotta say, a lot of talking about death, that's sort of a bummer. That's a fact. You know? I'm just saying. Throughout this article, they kept saying how millennials are planning, talking about death. And I got to say, this is yet another example uh, of just because you were born at a relatively same time as somebody else doesn't mean you think the same things. Because I'm not on this boat, Dave. Very true. I'm not on this boat at all. Uh, I'd like to split the difference here of being a, quote, death-positive generation and just uh, have some plans for your family when you die. How about that? Just how about that? Instead of being death positive, yeah. just have some some things, you know? Yeah, j- just say this is kind of what I'm thinking. So just, if yeah, it happens sp- to happen... Spit this out like this. here. This is the idea, guys. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Uh, uh, Mom, you get the Doc G show. Wait, what? There you go. Go, go <laughs> at it. It's going to go bananas. It's all yours. You know? Anyways, Dave. That's awesome. Let's head on to the next uh, story. Dave, Florida woman is definitely taking the mantle from Florida man. So true. About time. This is a story. Another (laughs) one. It's 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 peculiar. So this one's from TCPalm.com. Forty-two year old woman came home, Martin County. You know, right beside Port St. Lucie, right in that area of the state down there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, she was feeling a little feisty, little intoxicated. Uh, she came home, started yelling at her husband and her 20-year-old son. First, she escalated the fight by throwing some books at her husband. Mm. Then, without explanation, she took off all her clothes. Continued yelling at the family. (laughs) She then went into her room, came back out, thankfully, with a pair of shorts. Uh, just a pair of shorts. And uh, started Mm -hmm. throwing more books at her husband. Uh, the son tried to get the mom back into her room and was like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe your room, maybe go there. And so she started hitting him. So he bailed out on the idea and was like, you know what? Forget this. Uh, then the article says, quote, she eventually removed her shorts and got naked again, though to what purpose was not stated. Jeez. Goodness <laughs> ah, screw these pants. I'm out of here. Uh, then she left in her Volkswagen Jetta, where her depu- mm-hmm. where deputies found her. She told mm-hmm. police that she quote was in a fight or flight mode and decided to fight. To fight? Oh no! Um, <laughs> hmm. I'm a tad confused, Dave, because nowhere 
in that fight or flight mode did I hear a decision on naked or clothed. Like, nope. you know, there's not an asterisk on the fight side that says if you choose fight, you got to be naked while you do this. Just to let you know. <laughs> you're going to choose fight. You got to get totally naked. <laughs> Plus, let's pause in sadness for the sun. Yes! Like, that Poor sun guy. does no. not want to see that. Definitely not, not at all. Like, come on. That it's is... every son's worst nightmare. He's 20! Ew! Come on! It's unnecessary. Ridiculous, Dave. Get it together, Florida woman. Get it together. Do it. Dave, this next story, WWAY, Channel 3, North Carolina. Uh, Dave, have you ever been to Oak Island, North Carolina? Hmm. I don't think so, man. Yeah, neither Where's have it I. By? It's near Wilmington. It's south of Wilmington. It's basically uh, no. like in between Wilmington and Myrtle Beach of South Carolina. That's Unfortunately, I have not. Well, they they elected a new mayor, Dave. Ken Thomas. Ken Thomas. Okay. Sounds and like a good he's dude. In a, he's a little bit of hot water at the moment. Uh, now, I know what you're thinking, Dave. Or you're like, is it a, what, what is it, radical new policy? New mm -hmm. plan? Embezzlement mm -hmm. scheme? What's going down? Well, no. It's a mural on his house. Word. Oh, yeah. interesting. So he's got a nautically themed mural on the side of his house. It's got palm trees, a lighthouse, and a mermaid. Sweet. Yeah. Mm. The mermaid is sitting on an anchor, Dave. And okay. here's the rub. You can see the mermaid's crack. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that, and apparently, pervert. what a pervert. Apparently, because this is America, mermaid crack has offended some folks in this Oak Island neighborhood. Of course uh, they are. <laughs> but I got I got news for him, Dave. When asked if he was thinking about removing it, he said mm -hmm. no. It's been part of this house. That's right. It's been oh. part of this house since 2018. Wait, what? <laughs> it's not being removed. That ain't gonna happen. So, Dave. Let's set aside the fact that he brought up that it was painted in 2018. Like, it was a long time ago. I like yeah, how it's like, really? since 2018. Like, I'm pretty sure I got spaghetti sauce in my refrigerator that's older than that. Like oh, that. I, I hope not. <laughs> I'm pretty positive I do, Dave. You probably do. <laughs> you know I do. Uh... I was waiting for him to say, like, 99 or something, and he's like, 18. Hmm. What? Okay, Mayor Ken, that may not be the best argument, but nope. regardless, if you live in Oak Island and your major concern is the crack of a painted mermaid, gonna be honest, you're worried about the wrong things. Yes. I'll just go ahead and say it. Wrong things to worry about, all right? So true. Move on, Oak Island. Move on. Dave, our next story from BoardPanda.com. Oh, my Some favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Dave, as you mentioned before in other shows, you are empathetic to the service community because you have served time in the service industry, pun intended. Right. Uh, Dave, there are a lot of us out there uh, that realize most people feel entitled to uh, pretty much any service they get involved in, regardless of how much they pay for that service. And they, mm -hmm. they think they... Uh, they 
in, feel entitled to basically everything. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So this story is a little bit of that and a little bit of a guy trying to get through a really goofy loophole. Word. So a guy went to Target. In Target, he found the Oral-B Pro 5000 electric toothbrush, Sweet. which, Dave, mm. you know, with my experience in dental hygiene yeah. world, I can tell you, it's a pretty sweet model. They'll run you about $90 right there. Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. He found this Oral-B Pro 5000 with a sticker price of one penny. Wait, what? Whoa. Because it was a uh, it was a demo uh, placekeeper on mm-hmm. the shelf, and they had to put a sticker there to keep the, the, the area. It wasn't actually the Oral-B Pro 5000's price, but it was... Yeah. Right under the penny, uh, the penny uh, sticker. Now, mm. well, I can't fault this guy for trying to up his oral hygiene game. That's great. We all know that's great. So true. But he didn't really go about it in the best way because in Massachusetts, where this was, Dave, there's a law called the Massachusetts Item Pricing Law. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of this law is to make sure that food retailers remain consistent in their pricing that they must sell any item at the lowest price indicated on said item, sign, or advertisement. So true. So this dude went up to the cash register and said, I want to buy this toothbrush for one penny. Word. Mm -hmm. Which obviously was ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. And Tori, Tori was the unlucky manager that had to talk to this dude and tell them, he wasn't getting this toothbrush for one penny. Oh. Well, this dude was not happy. Nope. And as this of was going not. on, he live tweeted the action. Oh and at gosh. one point, he took a picture of Tori in the middle of the argument and posted it. Girl, come on. And I just have to say to all the listeners and to you, Dave, if you get time, take a look at this picture of Tori. Go look it up. Just put... Mm-hmm. Tory Target, and you'll find it. Her face okay. says, I would literally rather be doing anything else right now. I would rather be filing my taxes while getting a colonoscopy while listening to tracks of cats in heat. Ew. That's what her face says. Like, yeah. it is just this, like, Jesus, anything else, please, right? Right. So as a result, uh, everyone on Twitter actually came to the rescue of Tory. Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in fact, one person started a GoFundMe page to give Tori a vacation. Mm. And of course, because this is America, the account raised $30,000. Oh my gosh. Now, Dave, good for Tori. Good I for Tori. Yeah, but yeah. 30000 Wow. Yeah, I mean... Let's just say, Dave, could this be another reminder for you not to be a hole just in your daily life, you know? Just sure. just don't be rude to people, you know? Like, instead did, of donating to Tori... To- he got the toothbrush, I'm guessing? No, he didn't get it. He called oh, the police good. there. The police came because he called them because they weren't following the law, and the police were just like, uh, yeah, file a lawsuit. That's, good. you know... And so that's how that ended. But, like, you know, like, instead of donating to Tory's vacation, how about we just be all, we all be nice to target Tories out there? How about we do that, you know? Amen. Maybe just do that. Just maybe be nice to everybody. That'd be a good idea. How about that? 
You know? There you go. Just, just an idea. I'm just saying. We don't have to give $30,000 to Tory Targets all the time, if that's the case. <laughs> Anyways, Dude, Dave. There should be a better place for that money, but... That's a fact. There shout should. There, there are a lot of more... Tory. Shout out to Tory. There are, a, a, I mean, I hate to say it for Tory, but there are a lot more deserving causes out there. But, mm-hmm. you know, she did have to put up with this guy. So, hey, right. You know. So, there you go. Dave, this next story is from ABC News. Dave, I'm guessing you've been uh, late for a plane at some point in time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we've definitely missed a connector once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to be surprised, but uh, I'm late for almost every flight I've ever so took. True. You, ever. no way. <laughs> uh, so you got a couple options, right? Usually when you're late, there's not too much you can do. Usually you just have to show up and be like, hey, so I missed that. Blam. Can you reschedule it? And usually they're nice. They're like, yeah, we'll put mm-hmm. you on another flight. Here's when your yeah. flight is. And you just have to sit around like a goober for longer, you know? Yeah. Well, um, that's not what this guy decided to go for. So uh, a man in London, London man decided uh, he was going to go a different option. So this 32-year-old man was on his way to the airport to catch a flight. And his flight was to uh, meet up with his fiance, actually. But he got caught in public transportation. Got held up. A couple bus transfers, some other things. Couldn't get to the plane on time. He knew he wasn't going to make it. So, he called the airport. Mm-hmm. And he said, quote, EasyJet flight 8897 leaves in 40 minutes. Uh, there may be a bomb on the plane. What? You need to delay it. Oh you uh, you need to stop it now. And, uh, of course, passengers and crew on the flight were evacuated as the plane was investigated. And our London bro showed up at the airport, checked in a little bit later. And as he's checking in, the folks at the counter are like, wait a second. This is the number that we just got from that bomb threat on his ticket. This is the guy that called in the bomb threat. And so the police that are already there for the bomb threat are just like, hey, did you just call in a bomb threat? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was me. Girl, come on. Sorry about that. And they took him into custody just a little bit later. Good. So, I mean. For like 100 other people. He did. He did. Three hours later was, in fact, how long it took. Took him three hours to get back on that plane. So, yeah. That was uh, that was definitely ruined uh, ruined for them. I mean, That's I know it. this isn't the part of the story, uh, like the main focus, Dave. But just think, that fiance can't say he doesn't really love her. That's a fact. He really True. took it to a new level. He was really like, I was willing to call in a fake bomb to see you. That is dedication, babe. Dedication. That's right. Just, I mean. Laid. I think it was 18 months in jail. I think they said he had oh, something like that. God. Yeah, yeah. It's not a not a, a small not a fee to pay for wrist. calling in yeah. fake bomb threats. Dave, uh, our next story from the Detroit Free Press. Have you ever been on a zip line? Hmm. Yeah, man. I zip lined in uh, Costa Rica. Ooh, exotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exotic. Was that fun? Yeah, dude, in the rainforest. It was pretty sweet. Oh, my God. I want to go on that trip now. That sounds good. Put it on the list. 
I've uh, I've been on a zip line at the water park Emerald Point. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah there Still was pretty there cool. Was one co- it was called the Pirate's Plunge. It was pretty sweet. Like you zip down halfway, and then the lifeguard told you to drop, and you just dropped off in the water. And it was like a you know it's like a fifteen foot drop oh, or something like that. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Uh, well, Doreen Rot. What a name. Doreen Rot uh, did not have as great an experience with her zipline. Nope. Mm-hmm. So Doreen uh, on a zipline last year uh, went down the zipline and actually uh, coming off the zipline severely injured her knee Jeez. and had, had to have surgery. Yeah. So she sued the operator of the zipline. Uh, now, there is one important thing you should know. The zipline was in the backyard of her brother, and the zipline operator <laughs> was her <laughs> brother. brother. God, yeah. gosh. Yeah. And this past week, the judge heard the case and ruled in favor of the brother, Arthur Rott, uh, saying Arthur's actions were not grossly negligent or willful or wanton misconduct. Yeah. Dave, if your brother made a zipline in the backyard, would you use it? Hmm. Uh, definitely not. I yeah, mean, he's, I w- he's not handy at all, so he's <laughs> smart, but I wouldn't say he's handy. I, I would make my brother use the zipline first. Like, I'm going oh, to need to see you idea. go down but that zipline. With, with our luck, they would get on the zipline, it would work fine. And then we get on, and then it, and uh, the so it would malfunction. Yeah, that is exactly. true. <laughs> that is true. And I'm gonna say for for uh, uh, for Doreen and uh, Arthur, this is gonna make for some really pretty awkward family get-togethers after that. Yes! You know? <laughs> hey, Arthur. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that whole suing you thing. Swear next time we have a get-together, no suing. Nope. Don't Hopefully worry. Hopefully you don't get food poisoning from my food so you don't sue me again. We're all good. <laughs> Dave, last story from UPI News. And guess what? It's a world record. There we yes. go. Been had a world record yes. in a while. No. No, this one's good, Dave. Dave, the candy maker, Mars Wrigley, unveiled... The world's largest candy bar last week in Waco, Texas. What's yes, the big sir. Bar? What's the biggest candy bar you've seen? Hmm. Uh, I think ten pounds. Oh man, I, I think was, I've only seen five. I think I've seen a ten pounder, ten pounder Hershey bar. Yeah. Oh, maybe I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that one too. Because I've seen the fiver. I have seen the fiver too, but I was pretty shocked when I saw the tenner. This. Okay. Is a four thousand seven hundred and twenty-eight pound. Wait, what? Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Like a four thousand do that in my seven hundred twenty-eight pounds, twelve foot long Snickers. Twelve feet long. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Massive. That's a big ass Snickers, man. Dude, this Snickers is forty-three thousand times. The size of a normal Snickers. Jeez. 43,000 normal Snickers go Gosh. into the Snickers. I don't even know how you make that. Like, how do you cook that? Like, I, that's what I'm trying to, like. I guess you uh, don't have to cook it. I guess you have to have, like, warm caramel and warm chocolate and then it cools. And, it, and you can so just I guess mold you just, it, put it Yeah, in I guess you just have to have a giant mold. But still, mm. you got to have a 12 foot long mold. It's crazy, man. Now, yeah. Apparently, the Snickers will be in an ad 
the su- uh, this weekend for the Super Bowl. So I can't wait get ready. to see it. Get ready for the 12-foot uh, Snickers. I also have to say, just a side note, uh, they better be giving away that Snickers to somebody who needs it. Oh, you know? yeah. Come they on. Need to, they need to do where like they video the person eating off of it for the entire year. <laughs> and that person dies at the end of the year because of the horrible <laughs> health value of eating 4,728 pounds of Snickers. They wouldn't even finish that in a year. Nope. Like, yeah, no way. But like no, they like have them like they invite like their closest 100 friends and everyone's eating off of it and it's just like this whole saga. Because <laughs> think about that, like even a year, you you would uh, you'd have to eat like you'd have to eat like a hundred pounds a day, right? Almost. Because a, a person if they eat like a pound of food or whatever, you know. Yeah, like I mean, so this would be like this would be like a ten year project for one person, and then I gotta say it's gonna be pretty gross after ten years. But oh yeah. Anyways, Dave, we are gonna take a break. We are gonna hear from our musical guest, the tourist, right here on the Doc G Show. We will be right back after this.
take me away in your wicked ways. And we are back here on the Doc A G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, download the podcast mm-hmm. on any app you're using. Mm-hmm. I know it's 2020, so you guys know how to download a podcast yep. now. Yep. Give us a five-star rating. Check out the website, mm. too www.thedocgshow.com Good videos. Good videos. And there's good videos. Yeah. Lots of them. You'll see us you'll see us jamming out with some of the bands from the show. We're going to have a new you one, Andy Frasco coming up soon. It's going to be awesome. Exactly. So be on the lookout. <laughs> going to be awesome, man. Going to be awesome. Dave, we got to recognize those folks. Those constant listening folks. And you know, I was thinking I sort of run down the regulars a little bit too fast, you know? I mean... You want to give them a little bit more spotlight? Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they're putting putting in the work, you know? And I mean, granted, I want the the newcomers to stick around, but, like, Mm -hmm. I got to appreciate the regulars, you know? So, first off, Jacksonville, Florida, shout out, of course. Hometown, of course, dude. Duval, giving it to us. We like it, and all the surrounding areas. I say Jacksonville, Dave, but you got to give all the other. Like we get St. John's, yes. we get Ponte Vedra, yes. we get uh, Atlantic Beach, we get yes. Jacksonville Beach, we get yes. everywhere. Yuley, yeah, all that you get all the Clay area County. around, and you got to you got to shout yeah. it out. It's all in Duval. It's all there. Um, mm-hmm. Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out. The capital city of South Carolina, Gamecocks. We do it real. Like it. Um, Gainesville, Florida. Shout out. Home of the Gators. Yeah. Right down the road. Like it. Radford, Virginia, of course. Shout out. Shout out. Birthplace of Doc G. Birthplace no, you're not of from Radford. Oh no, I am. I am. You are correct, okay, Dave. Okay. I am. Radford Hospital. It no longer exists. The hospital that That's I was how born old in. He is. Yes. Exactly, Dave. We can take a tour of that city and I can point out and be like, that's where the hospital was. And you're like, what? There's nothing there, you old. I'm like, I know. That's what happens. That's what happens. So, shout out to Mountain View, California. Those guys. Keeping it real. In the upstate there of California. Upper, there we go. upper. Our Cali guys. NorCal. NorCal. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Hot Atlanta. From our guest ATL. of honor today, David Perdue. Yeah. Drake Freeman, all from Atlanta, Georgia. Fantastic. Dublin, Ireland. Every week they have been on it. Ooh. International. Shout they count out. even more. No no offense to our American compadres, but those international listeners, like, come on. They don't they don't have the incentive. They, what what incentive? But they they want to be a part of the Doc G show, and we appreciate that. We love that. Shout out to the Dublin Ireland folks. Also, oh, yeah. while we're on that tip, shout out to Genoa, Italy. They've been shout doing it for a long time, long time. Dude, so true. Keeping it real. They've been our favorite. They've been our favorite Italian European, listener. yeah, for for a long time. And I mean, now they're our favorite delicatessen meat. Now they're rivals because they got the double. Don't feel rivals. Feel part. 
Genoa, feel a part of that European community. You're all part of it. Right. The Doc G European right. community. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Queen City. Shout out. Raise up there. Queen City. Love it. Love it. Citrus Heights, California, right outside of Sacramento. They are constant. We love it. Thank you, Citrus Heights. Mm-hmm. Ashburn, Virginia. Getting closer to D.C. Like it. Keep it real, Shout Ashburn. Out. Thanks for listening, man. Thanks Do for it. listening. Kenner, Louisiana. I know my stronghold right beside New Orleans. Shout out, Damon. Thanks for listening. Got out. it. Got it. Uh, Maputo, Mozambique, of course. Uh, our favorite. Shout out. Keeping it real. They're there. Uh, love them. Thanks for listening. Those are the regulars, Dave. Those are regulars. They're Every week, I can count on them. I count on them like, like my dental hygiene regimen. I know they're there. It's going to... No, they're, they're going to be there. Yes. Exactly. Semi-regulars, Dave. We want to get them up there. We want to get these people up there. Nashville. Shout out Nashville. We got a lot shout of folks out. in Nashville. Nash Mad- Vegas. Shout Madison, out to Madison, Tennessee. We shouted them out just a little bit. They're right outside of Nashville. Shout, shout out, out to those guys. Bristol, Tennessee. On the border of Tennessee and, and, uh, and uh, Virginia. Shout um, out. London, England. London, England. Shout out. Shout, shout out to out. London. London. Uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Shout out to Silver Spring. Gilbert, South Carolina. Shout out to Gilbert right outside of Columbia. Toronto, Canada. We are the North. Shout out to those guys. Los Angeles, California. Shout out to Los Angeles. Warsaw, Poland, Dave. Shout out to Warsaw. And lastly, Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. Guys, keep it up. You'll be on that regular group. You'll be on there. Yeah, I want to see you on there. Lastly, Dave, newcomers. Where are our newbies at? Where are our newbies? We've got three newbies. I'm excited. Wiley, Texas, Dave. Shout out. Wiley. Oh, Wiley. Okay. 20 Welcome, miles guys. northeast of Dallas. Uh, it used to be called Nickelville, Dave. Yeah. Nickel. Oh, God. <laughs> Nickelville. Interesting. Uh, then it was renamed... Mm, for a Confederate war veteran, mm. uh, Colonel William D. Wiley. Seems to be a trend, mm. Dave. Seems to be a trend. Fun fact about Wiley, Dave. Uh, from 2000 to 2010, the population mm-hmm. grew 173%. Dang. Yeah. 15,000 to 41,000. Shout out to Wiley. Newcomers. Uh, Welcome. Next, Dave, Volby, Denmark. Shout out. Volby, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. It's one one of the uh, 10 official districts of Copenhagen, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Yes. Sweet. Dave, I've been told by TripAdvisor that if I'm going to Volby, I need to hit up Mm -hmm. the Nordic Film Studios. Hmm. In fact, it's the oldest continuously, continuously active film studio in the world. Say what? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Need to check it out. Volby. Thanks for listening. Shout out. All right, Dave. Yes. Last newcomer. Palm Desert, California. Shout out. Palm Desert. Palm Desert. Okay. Is that, uh, I'm guessing that's southern? Yeah. Southwest of uh, Los Angeles. So if you go inward, you know, you go down the mountains, you go inward. It's almost at sea level. It's hot. It's a desert. Uh, The motto is fill the warmth. Dave, feel the warmth. Mm. Its name was originally Old McDonald Ranch. Wait, 
What? But they uh, changed the name in the 1920s when they planted some date palms, and they were like, hey, you know what? It's called, it's called Palm Desert, because it's desert, yep, we, and we got palm officially trees. changed. So they called it that. Say it's pretty warm in Palm Desert, Dave. Average temperature 80 uh, of, uh, of uh, 93.4 in July. Record oh, was 125. Man. Jeez. Yeah. Man. Yeah, toasty. Toasty and palm. Keep it Good God. keep it warm. Feel the warmth, Palm Desert. Shout out to you guys. Shout out. Thanks for all the listens, everybody. All right, Dave. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Are you ready? Second birthday suit. You know I'm ready. Okay, I'm a little worried about this one, Dave. A little worried. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hmm. We've talked Has about him some, but we haven't specifically talked about his name. We've shot around okay. him a little bit. And I know Melissa listening right now, Melissa Hartman, she's got this one. So mm-hmm. true. She's got this one 110%. Okay. Uh, born on okay. January 29th, 1945 in Detroit, Michigan. Our birthday mm-hmm. suit wearer moved with his family at a young age to Sherman Oaks, California. Our birthday mm-hmm. suit wearer ended up going to the University of Southern California, USC, mm-hmm. on a basketball scholarship. Mm. Yeah. Oh, was okay. a member of the Sigma Chi fraternity there. Uh, during mm-hmm. college, a drama coach suggested that our birthday suit wear try out acting, and he did, and he loved it. And his senior year of college, he dropped out Word. to pursue acting. Yeah, crazy. Whoa. Our birthday okay. suit wear received a draft notice during the Vietnam War, and in response, joined the California National Guard. Was part of the National wow. Guard there. Yeah, quick response. He was like, you know what? This is better. Let's do this. Uh, He was in the National Guard during the Vietnam War. His big break in acting, though, came in 1980 when he was cast Mm -hmm. as Thomas Magnum in Magnum P.I. Say what? In the 1990s, he made a big Mm. guest role on Friends as Monica's older boyfriend, Richard. Most recently, he starred uh, in a television show called Blue Bloods. Name that mm. birthday suit wear. I will tell you, a magnificent mustache. Yes! Has a great mustache. Um, I mean, the only guy around that age of a good mustache will be Tom Selleck. Yeah! Nicely Let's done, go. Dave. I was Let's worried. Go. I was worried. I well, will be honest. Dude, without the mustache clue, I had no freaking idea. There you go. There you go. Burt Reynolds, Tom Selleck. That's basically your mustaches of the 70s, 80s era right there. Those right. two mustaches right. were kicking it. Kicking it real, oh, Dave. Yeah. And Tom Selleck turning the big uh, 75. Jeez. Three-fourths of a century, that guy. He could still kick a I knew he was pretty tall, you know, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. know he was basketball tall, nope. you know? That's, oh, I didn't know anything about that. No, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I if you're know. going to USC, you're a baller, too. Baller. So. Baller. And Sigma Chi fraternity, just a bros bro there, you know? Shout out it's to Tom Selleck. Happy him, birthday, man. Tom. Shout out to Tom. Enjoy 75. Do something crazy. 75. Living it up. All right, Dave. We all know the Super Bowl is coming this weekend. It's in Miami this year. And the Puppy Bowl. That's true. Big for you. Very big. Uh, Now, last year, I took a look. uh, We took a look at the actual stadium where the Super Bowl was happening. And Mm -hmm. uh, this year, I started to think, what if folks wanted to folks wanted to see some some other things hmm. in the city in the area yeah okay what do they want to see some sites it is miami you know 
Then I started thinking, sure. what if folks want to go to a clothing optional beach, Dave? Wow. What if they want to get oh. nuts like that? Yeah, pun intended. Oh, uh, <laughs> in uh, in north of Miami Beach, we have Hallover Beach. Hallover Beach is an optional uh, clothing optional beach, Dave. So I thought mm. we'd check it out. What the reviews are like at this locale? I like it. In a little segment we call "Why Would You Review That?" Oh yeah. Why would you review that? Did somebody tell him this is a really bad idea for a segment? They did, and he didn't care. <sighs> All right, it's time for Why Would You Review That? Now, Dave, in this segment, we look at the Google reviews for the listeners that don't know in the locale in question. Now, Hallover uh, Park actually has 8,276 reviews. And pretty solid rating, Dave. Pretty solid rating. 4.6. 4.6. Oh, yeah. People like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start it off. Jared Pagan. Jared Pagan says, quote, after you pay, you may find out you can't get in the water, dot, dot, dot. You've been warned, dot, dot, dot. Word. Yeah. Why can't you get in the water? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think we've fully been warned, Jared. Who pays to go on a beach? Well, it's you know, you gotta pay for the parking. You gotta pay for the parking. Oh. That's what they're talking about. Okay. Uh and okay. like couldn't you ask somebody at the front of the park, like, hey, is the is the water closed today? Hmm. Like is there an algae bloom? What's going on? Couldn't you do that? Couldn't you check before? I mean nope. I feel like it's negligence on your part, Jared. I'm just saying. Yeah, definitely. I'm just saying. Uh, the CPU squad, they come in with a frightening review. This is probably the scariest CPU review. CPU squad. CPU squad, oh, yeah. man. This is probably the most frightening re- uh, review we've had of any place. Quote, fire ants will destroy you. End quote. Oh, God. Yikes. Yikes! Fire into the beach. If that's and clothesless. If that's true, I don't, I don't, I don't want any of those guys getting getting close to my no-no spots. That is not. No, thank no, you. No, no, thank you, Dave. Have you ever? I'm guessing. Come on, you're in Florida. You've been bit by a fire ant before. Oh, definitely, but not in that area. No, no, I haven't been bit in that area either. But man, do they? They? It, it just. It stings. You can't, it's all you can think about. It stings, it and then you over your mind. you look down, and those a holes are just clamping down. They don't stop. Yeah, and like you and can, there's just you just never ending. You just find them more and more, and it's it's always because and you don't even realize you're sitting in a bed. Oh, dude, then, then that was covered. the worst. That was the worst that happened to my brother. We were fishing in South Carolina one time, and he was just throwing out throwing out the cast, and all of a sudden he's wearing sandals, and he's just like, ow, ah. Ah, and looks down, and it's just like a wave, a, a, a red wave on his feet. And I was just like, oh, oh no. Jeez. Yeah, there were a lot of bites on that one. There were a lot of bites. But those guys, they just don't let go. You can rip them off, and their head's still there. So I feel oh, you. Yeah. I feel you, CPU squad. If that's true, I would watch out for that. Uh, Jesse Hornick. Jesse Hornick says, quote, still looking for the lewds I lost in the 70s. End quote. Hmm. The what? Ludes. Ludes. Quaaludes. Yeah. Drug Quaaludes. drug reference. Yeah. 
Yeah, first of all, oh. first of all, Jesse, congratulations on the tenacity that you're still yes! still looking looking for those. For second, drugs, the, second, all that time. I think you're going to have to chalk those up to being lost. Oh! You're going to have to you go ahead chalk those up. The shelf life on some lewds, probably not going to be 40 50 years. Nope. Not gonna not gonna happen. Just gonna say that. Uh, next we've got Yahoo user. Just a generic Yahoo user on Google. Mm. That's weird. Yes! Um, quote, do not bring your kids here. It's full of old nasty people that like to get naked for some odd reason. Sweet. Oh. Weird. And don't, weird. don't forget you're gonna smell marijuana. Because of the potheads out there. Jeez. At any rate, if you want to enjoy the beach, go down further to the part where there's no nude people. Girl, come on. End quote. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, I, I will say, Yahoo user, if you want to enjoy a park without nude people, you can go to, like, the 600 miles of Florida coastline where nudity isn't allowed. So true. Not too hard to find. It's pretty much everywhere else in Florida. So... If you want to go, that's that's the place for you to go. Just just saying, just saying. And also, Yahoo user, that marijuana, they could have a marijuana medical license. Yeah, yeah. It's legal in Florida. And maybe they even have a, a crack medical license. Who knows? Those sometimes. Oh yeah, like <laughs> our other friend. Those sometimes happen as well. Uh, they don't happen. Just so you know, tcpalm.com listeners told us that's not a real thing. Just so you know. Yep. Uh, official. B. Humble comes in. That's his name. B. Humble. He said, quote, mm. the beach is so dirty, dirty. Mm. My first and last time at this beach, I usually go to Fort Lauderdale Beach because it's very clean. I went to this beach on Sunday, and I felt like I was at one of NYC quote unquote beaches i'm not really sure why they put beaches in quote mm. it is a beach like it's not a fake beach are you implying that nyc doesn't actually have beaches they do mm. not really sure but quote unquote nyc beaches with garbage in the water hair in the water it's very disgusting this is miami it should be clean end quote girl come on I'm not sure that just because it's Miami, it should be clean. That doesn't make much sense. I mean, shouldn't it just be clean in general? Shouldn't we strive to keep most things clean? Be humble? Just saying. Just, just throwing that out there. Plus, you you really crapped on NYC beaches, be humble. They're not that bad. Come on now. No. Come on. Uh, okay, Frank G., Got a, I've got to question the validity of Frank G's review here. Uh, quote, windy and cold. End quote. Hmm. I, I'll, I'll buy the windy part, Frank. I'll buy the windy part. But cold? Like, in just because it's cold three weeks out of the year in, like, January or February, it doesn't mean you can make that part of your review. Nope. That's... No. That's that's not... Not, not, not fair. Not valid, Frank. Uh, Paul Paul. Paul Paul, uh, I think, has the best review here. Uh, quote, Nude Wonder Women and Supermen on the beach and no overweight people. One star. Paul One Paul, star. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the problem is. That sounds like a pretty great combo. Um, He's got a weird fetish. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, to each his own, Dave. 
to each his own. Paw Paul's looking out for some different folks. Looking for some different oh, yeah. folks, different strokes. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from the band The Tourist, and we will be right back with comedian David Purdue. Taking a hold on you, taking a hold on me. If I told you I need you, would you be mine and hold my hand? If we were seventeen, would you lay? me in my bed It's taking a hold on me It's taking a hold on me My Alamo
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very lucky to have great stand-up comedian, podcast host, actor, much, much more, Mr. David Perdue. David, how's it going, man? I'm going good. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the more. Hmm. I got more. You, you know more than I know. <laughs> what's, the, what's the more? I mean, I'm open to it. You got a lot of stuff, man. You got a lot of stuff. I try, man. You know, actually, I, I, I got to commend you. You have been dedicated to Instagram more so than, like, anybody as far as, like, actually posting and for the time that you've posted. Like, I had so much info to go back on. Like, you've been... you've been Yeah, you've been on Instagram for a while, man, compared to some of the oh, people. Oh, yeah. You know? Some people I go on there, yeah. and it's, like, just the last, like two years or they're the one of the type of people that like you know erase the old stuff they're like yeah oh nah oh, come on. leave it all on there. i like the journey yeah yeah I like the journey, man. I remember my first post was before i had a phone i could post yeah so i remember taking pictures with an ipod <laughs> an ipod and then finding wi-fi and then posting so those early ones the super grainy ones yeah i feel like i remember something yeah it's like an ipod you have to find somewhere to upload them so yeah yeah i've been in the game for a minute dedication <laughs> dedication yeah i try i try well, well first off let's I, I gotta ask you uh how angry are you that uh david purdue the senator stole your name because hmm. oh, man listen to me that is uh <laughs> that has been a point of contention for uh, a little while now because uh, <laughs> i was not i guess i was not paying enough for, so ironically before him it was the governor of Sunny, uh, Sunny Purdue. Yeah. So those were those jokes. But even before that, as a kid, last thing Purdue, you know, I got stuck with the whole chicken, like the chicken thing. So mm. that was like growing up. That's what that was. And then growing up here in Georgia, Sunny Purdue, and getting the whole hey, you late it, and I was like nah. But then it got even deeper when this guy got elected, and now it's just. I mean, I've I've, I've had people. I've done fundraisers and I've heard people literally call and pull out because they thought that he was going to be there. Wait, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I don't know what to tell these people, man. Like, I mean, it, it really is. A, it became a problem. Like people in his own camp would like tag me and stuff on Facebook. It was crazy. Well, you know, I mean, just knowing a little bit about you and knowing a little bit about him. You guys don't strike me as rolling with the same crowd. Nope. Um, uh, you know. I, you know, it just it speaks to how uh, dedicated people are to just talk to anybody when they get <laughs> upset. And so, uh, yeah, I, oftentimes I'll get people messaging me. It's one of my favorite things when people message me and they have a concern about him. <laughs> and I'm like, did you even look at the profile picture? There's nothing remotely similar. Drastically changed, you guys. Yeah. Uh, if there was an opposite of a person, I would be the opposite of that it, person. It, pretty, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so you got started in comedy 10 years ago, uh, which was during your senior year at Morehouse College. And, uh, yep. you know, going back in, in your your history, it seems like Morehouse had a, a pretty huge impact on you in a lot of ways. 
I wanted to I wanted to ask about it in particular. How'd you uh, How'd you choose Morehouse? How'd you come to that college? Hmm. Uh, I mean, you'd be uh, absolutely correct to say that Morehouse had like a huge impact, uh, pretty much on my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it, for it to have such a big impact, like the origin story of it is kind of like whack. Oh. Uh, <laughs> at the time, I was a high school. I was like, I was a high school senior uh, going to a super small uh, conservative Christian school, mm-hmm. and uh, I, had, I had a girlfriend at the time. And her brother was actually going to Morehouse. Mm. And she had planned on going to Clark Atlanta University, which my parents graduated from, mm-hmm. which is actually right next door to Morehouse. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to work out forever. You know, Clark, I'm going to Morehouse and now we're going to make that work. And I think we broke up before summer even hit. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, you know. it had a profound effect. But, man, I chose it for the absolute wrong reason. That's a fact. Yeah, for sure. Well, you yeah. know, I mean. We just we celebrated a, a Morehouse alumni last week, we uh, MLK we Day. Um, yeah, we did. I'm guessing does is that is that a pretty huge thing around campus when you were going there? Was that? Oh yeah, I mean that that um, that's he, he it's like he looms over all of us. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean like it's like a it's like a, a beautiful cloud that just like it's just expectations of you know what what is to be expected and you know kind of a legacy that you're kind of a lineage that you're linked to and mm-hmm. so you know the thing is like we don't we try not to move and we try to move the same way everybody else moves and like, it's like a higher purpose almost yeah and uh you know i mean honestly yeah his, his the legacy that he left is one of those things that kind of impacted me and then just being around people when i was there who kind of embodied that as well and wanted to do great for themselves so it kind of just yeah it definitely was one of the things that kind of made me say all right like this this wasn't the worst move i made yeah, you know, like, it was good to be linked to something like this. It seems like in, in all your posts, and, and actually a lot of uh, a lot of posts that I've seen associated with a lot of HBCUs, there's just this there's a healthy culture to it. It's it's inclusive, it's happy. It's like you said, it's trying to be part of something bigger. And like you know, Mo- a lot of colleges I don't get that from. You know, just your your everyday college. So true. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is um, you're. I mean, just to be frank, like you're around. Like Morehouse is like three thousand students total, so it's very small. Um, but you're around people who um, just. I mean, for lack of a better word, we just all drunk the Kool Aid, man. Like we were <laughs> like, this is we're sitting here to like be something, and you know, there's there's a great saying, and like uh, you could. You can um you can always tell a Morehouse man, but you can't tell him much. Word. Uh, mm. So we kind of yeah we're kind of we kind of become a, I mean a lot of us kind of become a little I would say arrogant, but it's like this like we we should be try to we try to be the best. And I mean the whole like HBCU culture, I think that's just it's just a testament to you know being around people who kind of may have had a similar background as you, or maybe not, but just there's a similar focus and understanding of what you're linked to and like why you're there and like the whole idea of giving back and. And being somebody that like uh, you know is, is focused on making sure other people around you are good. Well, you know, maybe that doesn't come across in other schools, but like for a lot of HBCUs, it's like it becomes a family. You yeah, know what I mean, like you're not a number; you're like a person. Yeah, to it, a lot of people. So, it, yeah. it's it's a it seems like it's a little bit higher level at Morehouse, but the little known fact I don't even think the listeners know, but I did teach at an HBCU. I taught at Allen University okay. in Columbia okay. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh, nice, thanks, nice. You, you get a little bit and and connected to comedy uh i think it was his grandfather uh dave Chappelle's grandfather was actually he's either just a professor or a president at allen university and oh uh, wow yeah and he came back and donated a uh actually the theater he renovated the whole theater there for him and uh oh wow yeah yeah that's awesome yeah 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 but that's probably the yeah 
Exactly. It definitely runs deep. It definitely runs deep. Um, well, about the college uh, experience and you starting comedy in college, uh, I noticed yeah. you, you started with your, your friend David Sumner, who's also the co-host of 4th and 10 Podcast there. And, yep. and I yep. noticed you mentioned in another interview, you actually said you... Uh, it all started with you, you lying to some friends. What? What did, what did that? What did that mean? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> um, I forgot which year it was, but a good friend of mine um, who lives in who lives in uh, Michigan, Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were gonna go up there. My family in Detroit, so he was like, "Hey, you want to drive? I drive up to Detroit for one of the holidays." And I was like, "Sure." He was like, "We're gonna stop in Chicago." Stop in Chicago. His older brother at the time had just started comedy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the most fascinating thing in the world. And so we kind of were talking one of the nights we were staying there, and he was—he thought I was funny. He was like, "Man, you ever thought about doing comedy?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, of course." Like I'm thinking about it now. And my friend was like, "For real?" <laughs> Word. And I was like, "Yeah." And I was lying. I was nope. lying. I never truly thought about it. But I want those people if I if I get caught on, I'll just keep going. Just keep going. Dig deeper. Yeah, yeah. Like how <laughs> how deep can I go with this? And uh, yeah, I'm 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 like nine years in at this point right now. And like, I don't know how to get out. So I think I'm just gonna stick with it. <laughs> well, I mean, you yeah. know, it worked. It worked. Uh, yeah. So so going into comedy was there like. Even though it started out like that, and you, you I mean, you said, you know, you, you said you were into comedy. Uh, sure. Like, what comedies, what comedians were your favorite? Like, who did you look up to? Hmm. Man. Well, I always tell people this, and it sounds crazy. I thought it sounded crazy until I started hearing other interviews. But one of my favorite comedians, and he wasn't even like a stand up, but just a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I think he was a stand up for some time. Actually, Andy Griffith. Wait, what? Oh. People, wow. people think I'm crazy, but Andy Griffith, <laughs> I just grew up watching all of Andy Griffith, and I just really related to like how he was always the smartest person in the room, but he never played it like he was the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. and how he could get the jokes off real subtly, and like yeah. how he never made anybody feel bad, even though he knew he was probably smarter than what was going on. <laughs> but he was like, honestly, that, those sensibilities were very like influential, because it was just like the first time I remember being like, that works Every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm going to laugh at some point at something <laughs> that Andy Griffith is doing on TV. Uh, so that was that. But like, as far as stand-up, I mean, uh, man, Dave Chappelle is probably, I mean, like, uh, just the most inspiring. This oh, most yeah. inspiring for me, Dave, for sure, Dave Chappelle. Yes! Uh, I remember when I, before I started, I remember watching Kings of Comedy with Limbs. So, mm-hmm. You know, I watched like every day uh, when I was in school, Kings of Comedy, and particularly uh, Bernie Mac. I just remember being like, that, that command of a of a crowd and just the energy provided. I was like, that's, I mean, that's, that's special. Mm-hmm. And I remember that like, oh, if I could get a 10th of that, I think I'll be all right. You know? Oh um, yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. So ironically, yeah. Uh, Eddie Griffith and Bernie <laughs> Mac, who I found out, Bernie Mac said his, I found out later, Bernie Mac said his influence was actually, um, Andy Griffith. And I was like, that's crazy. What? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember he said he loved Bernie. He loved Andy Griffith. And I was like, I'm about that, I guess. That's crazy. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea about the Andy Griffith connection. That's why. Yeah, man. I, yeah, man. I'm definitely the Dave Chappelle. I mean, obviously, he's super popular now, but I mean, just when Killing Him Softly came out, and I, I watched that so many times. His yeah, his command and the way that he just he seems so relaxed, so yep, relaxed it doing relaxed. it. It's it's a, it's so impressive, man. He has no yeah. worry, just just telling stories. He knows, he knows exactly where he's driving that bus. Exactly, he man. Exactly where he's driving that bus. Yeah. 
Now, being a comedian, it's obviously important to have a, uh, a strong family behind you, build mm-hmm. you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this For topic, sure. I noticed your mom doesn't think you're funny. Wait, what? Um, uh, <laughs> ha- have you told her this might have a negative effect on your on your self confidence? Girl, come on! This seems like it could oh, be sure. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's one of those things where she's just being a mom, and she wants you know. Uh, I think you know any parent has like ideas for their kids, mm-hmm. and so uh, <clears throat> me going to Morehouse and kind of following that legacy, and then being like, well, I think I want to do comedy. She was like, "Well, I don't. I didn't see that for you, so I'm gonna hate it." <laughs> and she, and you know, what? I'll, if I'm looking back now, I'm like, I would probably just thought the same thing, uh, especially when I had, you know, probably had visions of like all my friends were were going to seminary and like being pastors. So that's mm. kind of where she thought I was gonna go. Mm. Um, so I think it was it was really just kind of tough love. She was just like, "I I don't see it. I never saw it as a kid." And when you, you know, for me as a kid, so she's just like, I don't know what is, and I, I, you know, to her credit, like I look at like a lot of people who see me now, they didn't see it. It kind of kind of caught a lot of people by surprise. So you know, if, if it if it caught the person who who made you by surprise, it probably definitely came from left field. I, you know, I gotta be honest though, you got to tell those people, hey, this isn't helping me out any. Oh, really? You're a comedian? No, yeah. I don't see it at all. Mm, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so many people are like, yeah, I don't, I didn't see that working out, and and I think honestly, for some people, for sure, like, and I get it, but I think honestly, hearing the no's kind of drove me because it was like oh I, I, I grew up playing sports i played baseball for a while mm-hmm. and um it was one of those things where like i had i hadn't played in a while and like I, I was a very competitive person still am kind of competitive person and so it came one of those things like i have to prove people that i can do this so it kind of like helped me like hunt her down and really like dedicate myself to the craft i gotta prove so, i gotta prove to people that this lie i started a while ago that i was thinking yeah. about comedy it's true it's real <laughs> Yeah, I had, to, I had to prove it was real. I thought I was proving to myself, honestly. You know, but uh, yeah, it, it became more of that, like just motivation to prove that I could. And then in that, you know, I, trying to prove it, I really grew to love it. That's right. Well, you know? well, on the on the flip side, your dad, he seems like he seems like the ultimate confidence builder. Yes. Because uh, oh man, I noticed on the uh, in Instagram when you texted a picture of you and Oprah together. Your dad was like, yeah. "Wow, that's quite an honor for Oprah." And I was like, "Man, yeah, man. what a smooth line! <laughs> I like it." Yeah, man. Yeah, man. My dad, man. It was. I mean, I think his thing for me was always just like love it, like whatever you're doing, like love it. And like, I think he saw how how dedicated I was to it, and how you know, you know, seeing me going to the open mics all the time, and and coming back and just like really just like letting the dream kill me, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and like just really being dedicated. And I think that kind of like motive. I don't know if it motivated, just kind of inspired him maybe a little bit to just be like, wow, I can see the vision. Even your mom can't, a lot of people can't. Like, I see the work <laughs> you're putting in. So, you know, so it was one of those things where, like, yeah, he always was, you know, he's always been real encouraging and, um, you know, just supportive in the sense of just like, hey, if you go, I mean, if he was like, if you're going to go do it, go do it and go try to be the best. And that's what he used to, when he used to coach you in baseball, that was one of the things he used to always say is like, you're going to go for it, go to be the best. And don't, you know, don't play around with it. So, when you saw the dedication I had, I think it was easy for him to be like, all right, let's, let's, how can I help? Like, what, you know, you need encourage word, I got you. Zone, so he's always kind of been there. Zone out your mom's negative, negative sounds yeah. here. And we got to focus yeah, on being yeah, positive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I will say, after the long started Oprah picture, things kind of changed a little bit. Okay, okay, Oprah took <laughs> yeah, it over the yeah, top. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, understandable, yeah, yeah. Your kid, you know? Yeah, you see your kid with Oprah, you're like, you know what, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe he, uh, he's got something here. You get a picture you know? with America's queen, it's it's a little, yeah. it's a little hard to naysay. Um, yeah, it'll shift perspectives a bit. <laughs> last thing on the, on the family, I noticed a couple months ago, you celebrated uh, your father's uh, your grandfather's 96-year-old birthday. What? Oh, yeah. That's my man, 100 grand. How, how, <laughs> how's he doing right now? Man, probably somewhere at the line of somebody about something he did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, no, he's good, man. He's so, 96. So you're saying the, the lion process <laughs> runs in the family, is what you're saying? Oh, man, that's what he calls me. He calls me. He's like, I tell him, time, he's like, not giving me a lie. He's a lot of people. He said, they ought to pay me to lie. And then he'll... We we sometimes on we'll call on the phone and he'll we'll swap lives. Like I think his latest ones, I think he said uh, he skimped the whole bear by himself. <laughs> and we just we there, there's no way that's true. But <laughs> I let him talk it and he enjoys talking it. And you know we just we just swap lives on the phone. It's, it's fun to talk to. He he looks. I mean he looks good for ninety six. Like I'll say he looks good for oh, eighty. Yeah. I'll, I'm not sixteen years off. That's what I'll say. Yeah, you know. The crazy thing is, we found out like he might be older than that. Like we don't have a birth certificate. Wow! And so there's a good there's a good chance that he might actually be like older than that. We just found that out. Just we just found that out. So just uh, just, yeah, just made up an know. age. Ninety six sounds good. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, that's is that yeah. ballpark. We'll, we'll work it. There we go. When's good? Ninety six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whenever he started counting, like, we'll go with ninety six. So and and I yeah. I saw you guys went to Shoney's hmm. for dinner. And as I was like yourself, I hadn't I hadn't thought of Shoney's in like twenty five years. So in that picture, no, the thing is we didn't go to Shoney's. Oh we told him we were gonna go to Shoney's <laughs> to get him out of the house and surprise him for his birthday. Party. Okay. And we were like, there hadn't been a Shoney's around here in probably fifteen years. I was about to say, years. I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't look it up, but I don't even know if they still exist. Like I didn't think I they did. I saw one I saw one in uh in uh, Mountains of Tennessee, not too long ago. Oh, man. I almost stopped, but I was like, "This is probably one of those those plant showings. Nothing really happened in there. It's like <laughs> cover for something." So I didn't want to, I didn't want to impede on whatever's going in there. But yeah, that's how we got him to get out of the house for the surprise party. Told him we was going to show you. <laughs> And uh, that got him going. That got him. So. Yes. Shoney's. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, Shoney's. I used to always. Oh, yeah, man. I'd go to Shoney's and I would just uh, I would just get pepperonis off of the salad bar. Yes. That's all I'd do. Hey, that's a solid move. That was, that was, that's, a, that's a solid move. That was me being a chubby kid. I would just go in yeah. there and be like, you know what? A meal? No, thanks. I'll just get pepperonis. Yeah, let me there get the go. pepperonis. Listen, who doesn't love a good pepperoni? Exactly. You know? It was good, <laughs> man. Good it was good. For sure. Well, let's let's uh, let's let's talk about some of the things you've accomplished. Like I said, you've added to the to the CV over the last decade. A lot of cool things. Yes! Uh, let's talk about Love Is, uh, which okay. was a TV series on the Oprah Network. Mm. Um, yep. Now you didn't set out to be an actor, uh, so Not at all. <laughs> so how that so how that come about? Um, if I remember correctly. Um, I got asked to audition um, for it, and I remember I got a phone call, and I was a casting director called and asked, and I didn't pick up the phone because I didn't know the number. Yeah, and it seemed like it was like spam or something. And then a friend of mine who's a comedian got a call too, and then he called me maybe like an hour later. He's like, "Yo, did you get a call?" And I said, "No," because <laughs> uh, and he was like, "From this number?" And he was, I was like, "Oh, I guess I did." 
And he was like, well, are you going to audition? I was like, that's not real, is it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dummy, it's real. Wait, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was one of those things where, um, uh, you know, I went in. I honestly think I had a look that they were looking for because mm. I can't believe I had great actor chops. Oh. The audition. I'm still struggling trying to figure that out. But if they were looking for a um, like mid-90s kind of high-top fading, I, I could pull that off with my hair. <laughs> And so I think believe with that plus just kind of having that comedic background, I think they were like, Oh, we can work with that. Um and so and then I the, the role was for comedy writer. And uh so I felt like they were like, Oh, okay, well this might be something he could at least That's what he does figure out. So yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe he might have a little experience of figuring that out, yeah. Maybe he can play himself. Maybe maybe yeah, that can I, happen. <laughs> you but the thing is you'd be surprised. I I remember for that show I auditioned to play Warm up comedian, mm -hmm. which is, if you know, is just they, they warm up stuff before game shows, TV shows, stuff like that. Yeah, and I didn't get that role, but literally, I had been doing warm up for like a year at that <laughs> point, so I was the only one who'd actually been doing warm up work. Girl, and I didn't get the role of warm up comic. Like, this is me, time. come on. Yeah, this is actually me. Yeah, the other stuff, like, I'm not in the writer's room, but I'm actually warm up comic. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of funny. So yeah, it's not always, it's not always, you know. A perfect match but uh yeah that's kind of how that came about and it was i mean crazy experience uh the one from love is that cast was incredible i'm sure we'll see many of them down the line doing great things and it was i mean it was like a dream come true seriously so and and was that really was fun. that was how you got to meet oprah was through doing that show right yep nice. yep it was uh i mean i gotta meet oprah i remember uh, i got to be directed in an episode by robert townsend wow who was a hero of mine yeah i remember i had a story of robert townsend um, he's a very uh, animated director, and so he was he was making sure everything in the scene had to be alive. And so I remember I never hear of the scene where we're all around the writers' room, and he looks at me and he goes, uh, "You're a comedian, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, you got to be writing jokes for this scene, and so I need you to write me twenty jokes." And I'm thinking, like, "Are you serious? Yeah. Like, you really, you want me to really write these jokes? Because I'm I'm not using these lines, just, you know." You're like, "I don't have background. twenty right now, Jesus, that's a yeah, lot." But he, yeah, but he was like, "I need you to write twenty jokes." So I started writing in the scene, just coming up with jokes. Yeah. And then one of the takes, he goes, "How many you got now?" And I was like, five. He's like, "Well, let me hear him." And he made me like read the jokes, sort of the whole like cast. And he was like, "Oh, you." Oh, I guess you're kind of funny. Mm. <laughs> so the whole day, I just kept trying to write jokes, 20 jokes. By the end of the day, I go, Mr. Townsend, I got 20. And he was like, what? He forgot that he told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole day, I'm losing my brain trying to come up with 20 jokes. And for him to just be like, oh, man, that's cool that you dedicated. But no, we're not going to use any of those. Hey, like, but, you know a, <laughs> but he said you were pretty funny. So, I mean. Yeah, oh, that made my day. I was about to say, that that's worth it. That is definitely worth Absolutely it. Absolutely made my day, yeah. That's one of my heroes. There's a media man and Hollywood Shuffle, two of my favorite movies. So I was, I was uh, ecstatic to be able to work with him. That was an honor. For sure. Well, and now, have you looked into any acting uh, since then? Because the show, the show ended in 2018. Have you looked into? Have you uh, auditioned for any more roles? Hmm. Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, now I get to audition for more roles. I mean, in that same year, I also did a show with Bobcat Bothwaite. Right. Right. Which is super cool. Um, so, you know, those are the two things to date that I've done as far as acting, nice. you know, stuff pops up, um, you know, as far as audition and, you know, it's kind of those wait and see mm -hmm. kind of things. But the thing I love about doing stand up is, uh, I don't really wait and see. I just continue to do stand up. Yeah. And if I get acting, then I just make that, you know, kind of make that work. But it's the yeah, side so I'm still hustle. auditioning for sure. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about the main event then, the, the comedy. Uh, for the last four years, you've been doing the 1 a.m. secret show at uh, Smith's Old Bar. Uh, yes, sir. Give the listeners the inside scoop. What makes what makes the show special? I think, uh, man, that's my baby. I think the thing that makes the 1 a.m. secret show, we do Smith's Old Bar every Saturday, mm-hmm. 1 o'clock in the morning, always totally free. Um, and I think the thing that makes it special is the FOMO. Nice. <laughs> People, the fear of missing out. Nice. Because you never know who's going to be on the show. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we've had some incredible drop-ins over the past four years that I've done it. And even before then, before I had control of it, um, it was, you know, incredible drop-ins. People. Like Roy Scoville or Hannibal Burris. I mean, Martin Marin, when I was coming up, did it. Ooh. Pete Holmes. And, uh, I mean, one, one of the biggest, biggest things I've had ever to do it since I had it. We had George Wallace. Wow. And that and that one was that was like he just popped up and somebody was like, I think George Wallace is here. <laughs> and I remember looking across and I was like, Oh, he's definitely here. <laughs> and he was like, Can I get time? And I was like, You can have the whole show. <laughs> like look like, you can just talk. No one else can you just want to get yeah, up there and talk. Like, we will all shut up and you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's a, it's a showcase style show. We do it every Saturday. Um my motivation behind it is just kind of uh one o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, a lot of comics, if they're done with the clubs, they either go to their hotel room or, you know, they're not, they want to be around, you know, it's like, you still get that itch. You still, so kind of well, that. you got the juice after the show, you, you're still, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. so we do that, and then I, I think I love about it the most is we, we really like to put a, my goal is to put a bunch of people on the show that have no business being on the same show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, we call it comedy switching, like anybody, no matter what scene you might be a part of, it's like if you're funny, this is the place to be. And yeah. so you'll get alt comedy, mainstream comedy, corporate urban comedy, whatever, all on this same show. And it, I, my goal is just to teach audiences here in the city that, like, you know, like funny is funny. So maybe yeah. you have a certain taste or a particular brand or whatever that you like. But I guarantee you, if you explore a little bit, you'll find something else you like and just kind of wanted to help create, you know, a deeper comedy fans in the process. Yeah, it's 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 like music. I mean, different genres, you know, people always, yeah. you can listen to a whole bunch of different things, but good music's good music. Good comedy's it's good, good comedy, man. So true. Uh, for sure, for sure. Now, the, the 1 a.m. secret show, it actually, you know, you said the fear of missing out, and it's funny, we had uh, Grant Lyon on the show a while back. And he, yeah, I know Grant. Yeah, and he ha- he has a secret show out on uh, on the West Coast there, and that's what he. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's like in a barber shop in the back of a barber shop or something like oh, that. That sounds but, fun. Yeah, but it's it's been super super popular. That's what uh, Dave Chappelle popped up in his when he was practicing. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. his I'm Netflix special, and uh, you know, and I was just like, man, that's it. I, I people do they love that that you know mysterious. What's gonna happen? Who knows? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta check know. it out. But I, I do have to be honest. <laughs> One a.m. That's for me. Like I could see for for the comedians, I, I'd be fine if I was like if I was performing. I'd be so juiced that I'd I'd have to stay up. But like if I was going to watch it, I'd be like, oh god. I'd like oh, to get man, some listen, sleep. Even as a comedian, I don't, <laughs> all the time. If I don't get a nap before then, I am no good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have no good. I mean, even this past week, I hosted. The show this past week, and I remember telling one of my producers that I might not be able to host, and he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Cause 
I feel no good right now. I'm tired, <laughs> and it would be bad for this show. And I kind of quick powered that before I went over there and kind of rallied and made it happen. But nice, yeah. I, I, every time I get on things, sometimes I'll ask, like, how did, how, why do you keep showing up? We should all go to bed. <laughs> we should all be asleep right now. Pass all of our bedtime. It's true, let's, man. Let's just let's let's call it a day. But they keep showing up, and they're very dedicated. And and Atlanta really has some of the best comedy audiences, I think, in the world. So that's right. They show up, and it's not a lot of times. Comics are surprised that it's not like an overly drunk crowd. They're just like they're in on the cool thing. They're like we want to come see whatever it is you have. Yeah. And so it makes it very easy to perform for them. So it's, I really love the audiences that we have. That we get every week. Nice. You you'll sacrifice the sleep. You'll be sleep deprived. Oh yeah, my Sundays are terrible, but that was <laughs> Sunday morning. I'm no good for a while, but yeah, it's, it's always worth it. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll start I'll start a sh- secret show. It'll be the brunch secret show on Sunday. Listen, you know, be better than me. <laughs> get you a brunch. I always recommend a brunch, a secret brunch one. Even if it was like a, a nine thirty, like a secret anything other than one o'clock in the morning. I feel maybe one of the top ten dumbest moves in comedy. But again, always worth it. I I, well, I feel like the brunch secret show. People would just show up for the brunch if it was actually being served because you know so true. awesome food. Yeah, you know, so why not? Like, brunch food's great. <laughs> well, uh, now one of the other things that you've done that is uh, pretty fantastic is the uh, podcast Fourth and Ten Five Star Ranking oh, on Apple Podcast. It's uh, you, yeah. Nathan Owens, uh, Damon Sumner's, mm-hmm. uh, and yep. you, you guys talk kind of sports talk. The uh, kind of sports, yeah. the not serious kind of sports talk, which I gotta say, as a person that does watch a pretty good amount of sports, uh, mm-hmm. I really like it because that's that's. Oh man, appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's my favorite type because like I I can't watch first take and like Callen, Colin Cowherd and like Will they're too serious. Yes! Like I can't yeah. take that. Like I come away from it being all angry and anxious and like right i don't and you guys you just you just you know talk about it joke about it it's it's really good yeah now i want to ask Thank like you. who who's the most sports oriented guy out of you three? Oh, i would say for sure nathan yeah uh it was the show was his idea he wanted to do a sports podcast originally and i met him and i was already kind of podcasting with the fourth district brand and i was like well i know somebody that's looking for more podcasts Maybe this could work. And so early on, our first few episodes were so sports heavy that we were like, this is boring. Like, we don't, <laughs> we didn't, what are we doing? We're just, we're just regurgitating points we might have on ESPN. You know, why not lean into it? So, but Nate early on, um, and even now, he's, he's, he's the guy, I mean, his Twitter is mainly just him, you know, hating on uh, Big 12 refs and <laughs> go West Virginia this, go West Virginia that. And it's like, just very much so into it. Um, and me and Damon, like, we're kind of like, you know, we could put, we watch it, you know, but not in the same intensity that Nathan does. Yeah, I, I feel you're always, you know, trying to get the conversation steered away from sports. Yeah. Like you're always. Oh, yeah, of, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> pushing it away as you go, which I mean. I, I I feel the same thing. We have uh, we have sports guests come on here sometimes, and it's like when Ryan Clark came on our show, and I tried okay. I tried to get him away. He wasn't really having it. I would like try yeah, to get him. I, He's like, no, no, we're going back to sports, yeah. and you know, get me back to my comfort zone. Yeah, you know, when you're talking to a guy from ESPN too, I was just like, no, all right, yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but isn't it fun to like try to get him away? It is. You know, and that, that hope to get him because you want to know more. 
It is. You know, like you kind of want to know more. Like, and that's kind of what we try to do when we have guests to like get figure out what else they know. Well, or like what 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 made you that? You know, so it's, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, well, and with like people like Ryan Clark, though, I, I understand too, since like that's been his whole life since he was an athlete. I'm like, okay. That is, it, yeah. you, you are a professional. This is exactly what you are a professional at. I understand. Um, yeah, but who doesn't want to not talk? Who want, who doesn't want to like have that escape from work? You know? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred. Okay. You can't talk yeah. about it twenty four seven, but nope. a lot right. of them do. But uh, I well. noticed. So your picks for the NFL playoffs? Ooh, uh, so bad. You well, hey, you had one side completely right. You had okay. You had the Kansas City Chiefs right. You just didn't I have did. you just the the Falcons. Wait, we what? won't really mention that side. We'll just listen. I I don't know where I was at when I did that. Um, You're being a homer. Even, even, it's okay. It's fine. But here's the thing: I'm usually not like normally. I'm objective. I think I was just like sure. I was like maybe we're due now. You know, <laughs> we were there a few years ago. They get lightning to strike in a bottle twice. So, and I'm, you know, NFC South typically not the strongest. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, you know, maybe we can make a run, get a home field advantage, put up a lot of points, get mm. there. But man, I'm mm. off. Well, Even though I will say this, we are the last team to beat the 49ers. That's true. That is that's a good yeah. point. No, you you know yep. I was going to point out the uh, the professional there, Ryan Clark. He he predicted on our show uh, before the mm-hmm. season. His was Saints and Chiefs. So, oh okay. So I mean, technically, you got it as right as he did yeah. as the as the that, professional. I mean, you know, he, that's my homie sleep at night because yeah. I was people were coming at me for my picks and I was like, I'm not doing defensively. Bad. Plus, you <laughs> never bad. know at the beginning of the season. Like, come on, that's so, true. So many that's things true. happen. Now, on yeah. this show, we talk more about the NBA, and I think that we talk more NBA just because they have more storylines, not about basketball. Yeah. You know, they got I love of, NBA talk, though. Got a lot of fun stuff. Now, our NBA analyst, Claude Lathan, he came on the show a couple weeks ago. He gave us predictions for his finals. He said Lakers-Milwaukee. Mm. What are you saying for, for the finals? Oh, mm. uh, man. I, I think the Lakers are going to have to get some uh, another – person to create for them so right now i think there there's some talks of maybe trying to get derrick rose mm-hmm. i i just I, i'm always skeptical of teams who get their like the big pieces the first year yeah right so remember when when the heat got the, the heels the first year they lost because you know it takes a while oh yeah now that's going to contradict what i'm going to say because i think the clippers <laughs> are actually going to come out the west but also, if any team, if any player can come in it's and be Kawhi. an immediate impact and make it, it's Kawhi. He's already done it. Yeah. So, and I mean, they're so deep defensively, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. So I think I, my my pick is, is probably Clippers, and and yeah, it's gonna be hard to stop um, Milwaukee. Mm. I said it's gonna be harder. I said Celtics Clippers. That's what I told Claude. Honestly, but, that was my backup. I think this, the yeah, the Celtics are they're, they're kind of nasty. Yeah, they they've just yeah. got that they've got that confidence again that they didn't have back in the day. You know, it's just yeah. it's just it's just, and they got Kimba who's just a a bad. He's, he's just a not. He's, he's a killer. Yeah, he's just he's he's clutch. Now, one yeah, other I, thing. I too, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think too uh, the losing Kyrie for as good as Kyrie is. I think there's something about now they they just seem like a, a more well rounded team. He, like roles are more defined. Something like Kyrie is. 
he seems to be like the guy. Like they didn't play necessarily great with Kyrie when they had him. Yeah, you know, and I feel like, well, like you know, for whatever reason. But right, right, right. We'll see. The the last thing uh, NBA I wanted to ask you about, uh, Ja Morant. If if. Man. If, if he would have completed that dunk over Kevin Love, would he have just like won the NBA right there? Like, because well, if he would have completed it, we would have had to uh, retire Kevin Love's jersey. Yeah, <laughs> in memorandum, we were like, "Hey, man, it was a good run, but you gotta you gotta give up the sticks." As they say he he it's knew over. it too. He knew it too. Yeah. Like he was so happy that he did not finish that dunk. He was like, "Oh, yeah, thank God." He's gonna job's gonna get some bodies this year, though. He's, he, I mean, he he's a great. He's, at that room, he's gonna catch some. He's gonna catch some bodies for sure. And the 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 Murray State dedicated fans. I saw the other night they traveled all the way to yeah. the game, and they were just like this whole posse of of, of Murray State fans. Murray that State. I was just like, jeez, yeah. those guys are dedicated yeah, go, to him. Yes, but go show his impact too. Like you know, people don't do that for people who they don't like. No. You know, yeah. so like his impact, and not only just how he played, but clearly, like you know, how he carried himself right like there. He's, people to come out and be that dedicated. He, that was pretty cool to see. Just like half season, he's already won me over. Like I just, oh yeah, I I, I, I want to be on that bandwagon. I've got on that bandwagon. I'm, I'm, I mean, he's got him right now. I think that's maybe the AC in the playoffs if the playoffs start today. So yeah, nobody saw that. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Crazy. But listeners, check out the podcast Fourth and Ten. It's good sports yeah, talk. Sports-ish. It's, it's, it's good sports-ish. stuff. It's, yeah, it's for, it's for the people who don't even like sports, you'll find something you like. I Once promise. you dive in a couple minutes, then you, then you get back out and then you take a breather from yeah. sports you come back in a little bit you go back out it's good it's a yeah. tug of war between yep. you and nate trying to get, really get sports going uh really i've is. got one more important question and i uh i asked pretty much all my guests this uh the listeners okay. know, are well aware i'm a food guy i uh okay. i like to know where to eat and atlanta one of my favorite cities to go my brother went to georgia tech I go there a lot. Um, If I'm coming to Atlanta and I call you up and I'm like, David, I'm looking for a place to eat. I've got one meal. What's your go-to spot you're going to send me? Hmm. This is tough. Um, So I will say this. This this is a homegrown. Okay. um, Homegrown. It's a small... It's clearly a shack. It's on the east side of Atlanta. I like shacks. That's good. Yeah, and I think called the Comfy Chicken Biscuit, mm. and it's one of those things where any time a comedian comes to the city, we take them there. Nice, like that's like the staple. And so I'm, I know it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a favorite of like uh, like Kyle Kinane. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dave Stone. A lot of people, Dave Stone used to take a lot of people there. But yeah, the Comfy nice. Chicken Biscuit was like a staple in like the Atlanta comedy community. Nice at homegrown. Yeah, Man. yeah. It's I mean it's a biscuit, fried chicken. Sausage gravy. I mean, you need a nap no, right after for sure, but it it is worth it. Yeah, I was about to say if you got if you got chicken, you, you got my you got my ear with chicken, biscuit, and gravy. Yeah. That's that's say what? They keep, I mean, can't go it, wrong. It's a it's a problem on the inside, but it is <laughs> well worth it. I don't I don't think most recommendations I've got haven't been they've all been problems on the inside. Yeah, but no, it's a problem. But going through the mouth is a fantastic ride of of glory. So you know that yeah, you said it best. A fantastic ride of glory. They didn't <laughs> put that at on the board and you come in. Fantastic ride of glory. Yeah, so I, that, 
I want to try. Yeah, yeah, I want to get. I want to get the home. I'm going homegrown. I'm getting comfy biscuit. Uh-huh. It's gonna happen. The comfy chicken biscuit. Got to do it. Fantastic, man. Gotta well, David, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on our show, man. Man, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Listeners in ATL, make sure you check out the 1 a.m. show, secret show at yeah. Smith's Old Bar. And uh, yep, yep. listeners around the world, make sure to check out the fantastic show, 4th and 10 Podcast, available on all the streaming services. Yeah. All of them. And if you're in Birmingham, Alabama, February 13th, check him out at Avondale Brewery. That's right. We will Definitely. It'll be a lot of fun. Exactly, man. We will be right back on the Doc G Show. This Mucho Yellow And it's Rockin' Yellow And you're listening to Doc G Show From 803 to 904 The best show on the radio You dig? And we are back here on the Doc G Show That's right That was David Perdue, comedian Good times Good times with David Yeah, man Enjoyed it, man. Thanks for coming on, Dave. A lot of interesting things. Working for Oprah, getting on that show. That seemed pretty cool. That seemed pretty cool. And then, of course, oh, yeah. like, I to- like I told the listeners during the interview, man, make sure if you get time, check out their uh, podcast. There's enough time for both of our podcasts. Yeah. There's enough time. It's it's okay. Definitely. Just don't Definitely. just don't leave our podcast for theirs completely. Don't do that. Because it'd be better. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, do, don't that. do that. But But both. Do both. Do both, and Dave, I I am excited over over the the break just there. I looked up the uh, the comfy chicken biscuit, and my yeah, man. Oh. goodness, I am that oh man, that Wait, is all. Yeah, I mean, uh, they really promote that. Katie Turr on M- MSNBC gave it a shout out. Don't know if you know Katie Turr, but she gave it a shout out. I don't, but I mean, uh, shout out is a shout out. I got- when I think of when you think of like a sausage. And gravy, you know, a biscuit meal, and you throw some fried chicken. Like that's a perfect picture. I mean, what they have. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the menu and pretty much everything else. It's getting me going, man. It's getting me going. Like, like this, this wild, wild west sandwich here: grilled chicken, cheddar, mozzarella, caramelized onions, and bacon. What? Sign me up. Ooh. Sign me up. Country fried steak. What? With gravy and caramelized Mm -hmm. onions. Oh my god. Yep. Oh, my dad would be all over this. Fried chicken livers. Oh my god. Oh goodness. Forget it. I'm going there. Homegrown. I am there. Memorial Drive, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. There it is. All right. Anyways, thanks to David Purdue. And try to yeah, get up there, see a show or two there in the old ATL. Uh, Dave, are you ready? Hmm. Last birthday suit. Let's get it, man. Three for three. Come on. Uh, let's see. Do I have faith in this one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would have had more faith in this one than the Tom Selleck one. But you got the Tom Selleck one. Makes me wonder about this one. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, here we go. Born right. on January 29th. 1970 in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Her family moved to California at the age of nine. 
She became interested in acting when she uh, was chosen to be in the school production of Wizard of Oz. Hmm. After after high school, she went to UCLA for two years before dropping out to pursue acting. A lot of lot of uh, lot of correlation between her and Tom Selleck. Yeah. Moved to moved to L.A. She went to UCLA. He went to USC. They both dropped out. Anyways. Uh, her first big role was in the film Boogie Nights. Dave, Boogie Nights as Brandy, the rollerblade girl. She then hmm. became more popular when she starred in Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me as Felicity Shagwell. In 2009, uh. she played in The Hangover as the stripper Jade. Name that birthday Sue Ware. Dang it, dude. I have her face. I just don't know her name. Now let me see if the initials uh, help. H.G. Hmm. Nah. No? No? Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Shout out to Heather. Happy birthday. Turning turn the big... Whoa! 5-0? Oh, what? 5-0? Oh, that's crazy. Word. Didn't know she was 50? That's nuts. This is nuts. Yeah. Jeez, we're old. She was, she was the, she was, I, I, I don't know what the term, like, it girl? Oh. After the, after, uh, after Austin Powers? My goodness. Yeah. My goodness. I don't hesitate to tell you, Dave. My friend Matt Rose, he had a big picture, poster of her. He did. Uh. That's true. <laughs> it was there. I did not. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, didn't go out there and you purchase it. You just got it. to appreciate his. Yeah, I just had Michael Jordan posters. Call me crazy, but that's me, you know? So true. But, uh, you know, Heather Graham. Yeah, she had some great, great, uh, great film moments. Great film moments. Turn of the big 5-0. Celebrate it, Heather. Celebrate. Happy birthday. 5-0. Dave, this is the point in the show that I tell you about the amazing shows, and I don't hesitate to tell you amazing shows are go on ahead, the man. way. They are on the way, Dave. I believe you. First of all, we have Hero the Band, a great band. So true. Coming out nice. of Atlanta. I'm very excited. A band of Blood Brothers, as they put it out. Uh, mm. Back to Myself, their new EP has came out. They are promoting it. Very fantastic. Can't wait for them to be on the show. And then, of course, the next week... The fantastic, the always exciting, the barefoot boogie master, Andy Frasco, is going to be in the studio. I can't wait. I can't wait for Andy to come in. We're going to have a good time. Very good time. And then we've got another fantastic comedian coming in. I can't wait for this. We've got Andy Haynes. Andy Haynes. Nice. And uh, if you're not familiar, Andy Haynes, he's, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm not fronting when I say Andy has done a lot of stuff. He has, he has uh, been on Late Night uh, with Jimmy Fallon. He's been on Conan. Okay. He's been on Comedy Central Presents. Uh, he's been on the Pete Holmes Show. He's been in Comedy Central Man, Roast Battles. Uh, he had his debut album, Greatest Hits, in 2014. Yes! Uh, he's been on just so many shows. He also does a lot of writing. I can't wait for him to be on the show. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, great, great guest right there. Very excited about that. But Dave... Looking forward to it, man. It's the end of the show, and obviously it's been it's been two hours. I need to uh, I need to re up on my dental hygiene. You know, yes! need to get out. Yeah, it's about that time. Need to get out there and be somebody. Do a little water. My picking. mom got me one of those water. Picks. Yeah, 
because she had a couple of bucks left in my, you know, in our in our budget for Christmas. Dave, so she got me one. Dave, so you gotta. I'll do it in your honor. You, tonight. you gotta be great, man. I'll tell you, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel clean. It's like a bidet for your mouth. I don't know so what true. that means, that's, but that's, that's what it is. That's a great way of putting it. It's <laughs> a great way of putting it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but it is. It's fantastic. You come out, you're just like, mm, oh, so squeaky clean up here. Oh, man, nice. And it. Yeah, the first few times you're confused about it, but then you continue on, and now you just like it. Well, like, it's so good, too, because it's like, it's, it's like a good rinse after you're washing your car, you know? You, you suds it down with the toothbrush and then that's the real good pressure clean with the with the water pick like right, you don't get right. that when you're just putting water in your mouth with the toothbrush that's now nah, it's weak nope. it's weak you need that the, you need that water pick to give you the the full clean plus it's blasting plaque Definitely. in the middle of those teeth amazing people we have lost half of our listeners this show because they're like this guy has gone insane so about dental hygiene yes! never listening to this show they'll, they'll learn don't worry learn. guys don't worry keep listening i promise it's going to be great but until then until next week, next week no. Until next week, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles, Berlin. No dental hygiene next week, I promise. No, no, no. We'll take a week off. I'll still do it, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just still do it. I'm no. not going to talk about it. It's like CrossFit. Until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs>